Welcome to African Catholic Voices, a podcast service of the Pan-African Catholic Theology and Pastoral Network. My name is Father Stan Chuilo. I'm your host today. African Catholic Voices is a forum where we engage important African Catholics from different parts of the, the continent and sometimes outside the continent, from coast to coast. Sometimes we encounter priests, bishops, religious. Sometimes we also encounter important Catholic laity doing important work for God. So I was here at a place called Freeport in Illinois, and I met Sir Sonny Obichuku Mwawelugo, is a title, because he's a titled man. And he captivated my interest sharing this wonderful work that he's doing trying to feed the nation, feed the world, following the teaching of Pope Francis in Laudato Si, where the Pope talks about the three L's, land, labor, and lodging. What's our relationship with the land? The Lord says in scripture, fill the earth, till the earth. What's our relationship with labor? How do we apply ourselves to our environment? And the lodging is not just home, but also this earth, our common home that Pope Francis writes about, we got to take care of it. And so it is such a pleasure for me to encounter Sir Sonny Obichuku, who is here with me at this uh, retreat center run by the Immaculate Heart Sisters. And we are having this uh, wonderful conversation. So Sir Sonny, welcome to African Catholic Voices. Thank you for having me. And thank you for making our time to be here uh, with us. And I'd like to, as is traditional here, our listeners would like to know who is Sir Sonny Obichuku Mwawelugo. Thank you. Uh, my name is uh, Sir Sonny Obichuku Mwawelugo. I'm the uh, CEO of uh, Fairworld Farms in Omanachi. Uh, Omanachi is in Anambra State in Nigeria. Uh, we are an integrated farm, so we, we, we grow foods to help uh, fight hunger mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you are a farmer? Yes. So how did you train for this? Have you always thought about being a farmer since the time you were a little boy or you went to school and learned this? How did you come this far? Okay. Agriculture has always been a dream. I've always loved the idea of putting things in the ground and uh, watching over it grow. I've always also loved the idea of uh, growing foods, knowing that somebody will enjoy the fruit of your of level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, it's a calling. So I've been in agriculture for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, every day I spend doing it, it's like a holiday. It's something I enjoy doing. Wow. So you enjoy agriculture. Exactly. And has that been a source of joy to you or have you met with challenges as a farmer in a culture where a lot of our people no longer farm? Many people are leaving the villages, going to big cities, but you decided to go and be in the village in a farm working. Has it been an easy, easy road for you? Sonny? No, it's never been an easy road. But we also know that nothing good comes easy. 
we have challenges from time to time, mm -hmm. but because we are doing what we love to do, mm -hmm. so those challenges no longer look like challenges. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's an opportunity, all right? It's an opportunity to take care of the beautiful earth, which mm -hmm. our Creator had given to us. Mm -hmm. So opportunity to, because we also believe that when we experience God, when we emulate God, mm -hmm. we experience God. So for us, the challenges are there, but those challenges are, are there because it's an opportunity for us to take care of it. So those challenges are no longer challenges for us. Mm -hmm. But can you tell us some of the challenges you have encountered really doing this? You you speak as if to say well, it's an easy thing. It's, it's not. I mean, it might be easy for you because you, you have this as a vocation, but what are those challenges? Like some people might even want to emulate you. What are the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? Okay, in Africa, we know that uh, in Nigeria, for example, the major challenges are finances, mm -hmm. how to fund the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. So most times uh, in countries like Nigeria, if you want to borrow for agricultural investment, mm -hmm. uh, banks will ask you to bring a whole lot of things. So if you are not able to meet up with uh, those collaterals they need, you will not get the funding. Mm -hmm. And uh, another challenges are also uh, issues with the uh, pesticides, mm -hmm. which again have relationship with money again, yeah. uh, to yeah. take care of those. So those are some of the challenges we have. So challenges mostly of uh, funding. So how did you overcome the challenge? Did you get a loan from uh, a bank did the Catholic Church give you money or did manna fall down from heaven for you? Uh, no. The thing is this. We have decided to follow these steps step by step. Rather than trying to go into big or mega project, mm -hmm. which we need big funding, mm -hmm. you try and scale it down, do it as much as you can fund by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then while you scale it up, as the funds keep rolling in. Okay. So, but uh, I know we'll do much better if the fundings are there. Mm -hmm. So, are you making enough money from this, Sonny? Well, we are trying. We are trying, but we know we'll do better if the fundings are there. But what are your success stories from this? What do you consider your success stories? Why will anyone... I mean, I, I was fascinated hearing the story of growing yams in bags, for instance. But it would be nice, our listeners, international listeners, would like to know how long have you done it and what are your success stories? Okay. Uh, growing things, you just mentioned about growing yam in the bag, uh, which we uh, pioneered that in Nigeria. And uh, I can uh, tell you for sure that we'll have over 20 million people following our activities. Uh, 20? Uh, 20 million individuals around the world following what we are doing. 20 uh, million? Oh, sure. How did you uh, get the statistics? Oh, they, are, yeah, they call me. I have a lot of people set up uh, different platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of mm -hmm. people set up different things on Facebook, on mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. on WhatsApp platforms. Mm -hmm. and. They keep reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. Recently, I have a gentleman send me a video from uh, Brazil. 
about how we planted yams in the bag watching our videos wow yes so so you use videos to educate the world about the farm no not really what really happened here is that the uh british uh, bbc mm -hmm. so the one who visited our farm and they did interview with me regarding the yam in our sack bag about geoponics yeah and the thing went viral okay all right and later on china cable network television they came on board as well and their own went viral in china so china alone we have over 20 million individuals wow all right so this um, is amazing yeah, so i'm still counting we're still counting so what really happened here is that uh, we solved a major uh, agricultural problem uh, you know in west africa for example we are the highest producers of yam yeah, but uh, you mean your company? No, no, yeah. I'm not my company. West Africa in general okay. are the highest producers of the yams which are uh, consumed in the world. Mm -hmm. So, Nigeria in particular accounts for about 70% of the world production. All right. So, but traditionally, planting those yams in the field are rather uh, expensive and mm -hmm. they're time consuming. Right. So, what we have solved is. Uh, Rather than planting these yams in the field, in the ground, which is rather expensive and time-consuming, we have been able to bring it in the bags. So in this case, you don't have to weed mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but traditionally, you need to weed the field. Mm -hmm. But in, uh, when you plant them in the bags, you don't need to weed again. All right? And again, in a plot of land, for example, there is no way you will get more than 600 tubas of yam there. Mm -hmm. But under our innovation, you can get about 7,000 tubas in one plot. Okay. All right. So in other words, in 10 plots of land, you can get about 70,000 tubas of yam mm -hmm. in 10 plots of land. But uh, in traditionally, yeah, there's no way you're going to get more than 6,000 in 10 plots of land. Wow. So that's the major problem we have solved. Wow. That's why a lot of people are attracted to it. And uh, This is amazing. And I also see that as a way of uh, empowerment. So you are solely a yam producer. Is that your your farm is for producing yams? No, no. Yam is part of what we do. Our core business is coconut production. So we are coconut plantations. We are sour soap plantations. Mm -hmm. So we also have a aquaculture. In other words, we rear fish. All right. So these are the you core rare things. Fish. Yeah. Rare, what kind of fish do you rear? Uh, variety. Uh, catfish. 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 Yes. Only. We can do other fish, but the thing is, the one that uh, we have the market in our area is the catfish. It's catfish. Yeah, but we can do tilapia. This is amazing, Sonny, and we will come back to some of the points you raised in the second part of our conversation. <laughs>
Sisters, you're listening to African Catholic Voices, a podcast service of the Pan-African Catholic Theology and Pastoral Network. Today, I have with me Sir Sonny Obichuku, a.k.a. Mwawelugo, the CEO of Fairwall Farms, Umunachi Anambra, in um, West Africa. And he has been talking about this amazing work he's doing, producing uh, food, yam in bags coconut plantation, shower shop plantation, fish pond, fish, fish pond. among plantain plantations. Plantain plantation. And we listened to, during the interview, we listened to the music by Stephen Osito Sadebe, Ebezina, Wanneme Ebezina, which is Weep No More, My Brother, My Sister. Why? Because help is on the way. Help is on the way with great Farmers like Sir Sonny, who is here with us for this uh, conversation, I think that God is showing us the way forward. So, Sonny, uh, you chose this song because uh, I think it speaks to you about hope. And so, how do you think that you are giving hope to the poor? Because you say, oh, well, your work is known in China is known in Brazil, but what of West Africa? Why is your work not known in Benin Republic, in Cameroon? Are you like the prophet who is not recognized by your own people? <laughs> uh, well, what really happened here is that as the day breaks, as the day by day, the news, the videos keep circulating, we're going even more viral. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that a lot of people who are who have also seen our videos in Benin Republic, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Ghana, and West Africa as a whole. Mm-hmm. I know people in uh, Uganda, in Kenya. I know they have seen our work. Mm-hmm. So we are domiciled in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm sure the, our neighboring countries must have seen our work. Okay, but what of the food you're producing? I'm more interested, beyond the virtual presence, are you feeding the poor? Are you making food available to the poor, accessible and affordable? Yes, what we are doing is this, our philosophy is this, rather than feeding the poor, you show them how to catch the fish and how to produce the food by themselves so that Mm -hmm. they will continuously produce foods. Yeah. All right. So that's our philosophy. We don't believe in a one-time solution. Like right? distributing food. Distributing food. We don't do that. What we do is that we teach you how to. So you train people. We, we train people. We empower the youths. We empower the women. We empower people who just graduated from school right. and they are not working. So rather than looking for work, which is not there in the system in Nigeria, yeah, we train them to practice what we are doing. 
Okay. So, and we have uh, we've seen that that has reduced crime because the easiest way also to reduce, to reduce crime in the society is to get a lot of people out of poverty. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to do that is through agriculture. Mm -hmm. So that is what we're doing. We don't believe in uh, cooking food and going to the street to share. Uh, that is a one-time solution. So we believe in teaching them how to grow. Thank you. Foods. Thank you, Sonny. And here, you are at one with Pope Francis. Pope Francis has said to us, is no longer option for the poor, which was the teaching before. It's an option for the poor. So we make an option for the poor, get them food for the poor, get them uh, lodging for the poor. It says option with the poor. So the, you bring the poor with you so that they become agents, agents in their own history, architects of their own future. So this is very fascinating that Pope Francis has influenced you in your thinking and your Catholic faith. Can you speak to us more about how this faith and the teaching of Pope Francis in Laudato Si about tilling the earth and our healthy relationship with the earth, he calls it integral ecology, bringing everything together, the water, the air, the land, the animals, the food, human beings together. How has this influenced you? So, you see, farming is uh, the oldest profession. Uh, so when Pope is uh, talking about those three L's, those things are related, mm -hmm. right? So being the oldest profession, and the Pope talking about it now, that's a reminder that we need to go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that uh, food, shelter and clothing are the three basic human needs mm -hmm. and Pope in his three L's touched land, land labor and lodging they are, they are all connected mm -hmm. lodging in this case is housing shelter mm -hmm. all right so labor is something like when you're a farmer and the land is the soil which our creator, the beautiful soil which our creator has mm -hmm. given to mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So uh, or the preaching, the message of the Pope is very clear. Mm -hmm. uh, look, for example, Nigeria, which is our country. Initially, uh, we were doing the peasant, which is the agriculture, but the moment they found oil, they stopped agriculture. So now the oil is no more there, the oil is going off. Mm -hmm. So they need to go back to this message of the Pope, going back to the land because something we have to replace the oil mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that there's no other thing better than agriculture so the message of the pope the holy father is very clear thank you thank you sonny and uh, our final question comes to you again for the local church there are many people who are beginning to ask our local churches the pope said the priests must have the smell of the sheep. You understand that? Meaning that they are also farming, that they should have the smell of the sheep. They are shepherds who must have the smell of their sheep. And he said, they must have boots on the ground and they should get messy. These are the words of the Pope, that priests should get messy, bishops should get dirty their hands. Now, in your faith and participation in the church, in the Catholic Church. It seems that the church is not taking seriously 
this vocation of farming. How many parishes have farms, parish farms? Remember, in ancient times, that's how the early church, they planted and they gathered from the harvest together. That's why you have harvest. But now the church is abandoning farming. They're no longer farming. Rather, they're building a lot of big structures rather than building farms. So what will be your advice to priests and bishops as an important lay member of Christ faithful who is a farmer? How can the church in Africa support people like you and become partners with you? What we see with the church in Africa, normally big compounds, most of the uh, acres of lands which the church are built in are empty. I've been, I know this because I've been able to visit a lot of churches in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know they have massive compounds. A lot of those compounds are uncultivated, right? Mm -hmm. We also know that prayers are very important. But even the Christ said in the Bible, prayer without work is meaningless, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So now, if the churches have gone off the track, they need to come back to the track and go back to the original intention of our Creator. Mm -hmm. That uh, original intention is to create like Him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, because as for me, creating that we resemble, that we are made in God's image, is not like we are, we resemble God. Yeah. Uh, for me, what I understand that to be is that we have to be responsible and creative human beings, just like our Creator. We have to emulate Him. Thank you. All right? Thank you. And uh, we emulate Him in His uh, in the way He created the earth. So we also have to create. We do that in this case through agriculture. That's Once correct. we keep producing things, we are emulating our Creator. Thank you. Because God is a maker in the creation story. You have two of it. In one of it, God was making things, mixing things up. He was active doing it. He became messy with his hands. Yes. So you draw our attention, Sonny, to, to go back to our origins. You know, one of the oldest slave accounts written by Olaude Wano, written in the 18th century, late 18th century, Olaude Wano, was he was an Igbo. That the first slave narrative written by an Igbo slave. And he said, in my village, we had no beggars and we had no, uh, no thieves. Why? Because we had no beggars, because everyone was farming. And those who have no crop, people gave them so that they can start their own. So there's no need for people to beg. And then there's no need for people to steal because they all felt that we are one family. So you call us back to this way of life. And I'd like to thank you on behalf of the church, on behalf of so many of our brothers and sisters all over Africa for being a giant light in the world. And we'd like to give you the last word. What is your message of hope to the church in Africa and to your African brothers and sisters? Uh, the church in Africa, we must go back to agriculture. We must teach our people how to farm, and not just teaching them how to farm. We must also give them the seeds 
mm -hmm. right, in case they don't have money to buy those series. Mm -hmm. So we will eventually, and we are very hopeful that if we go back to agriculture, the future will be very great and bright. Thank you very much, Sir Sonny Obichuku, CEO Fairwall Farms, Umunachi, Anambra State, Nigeria, West Africa. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being a part of this wonderful episode. God is doing great things among us in the continent of Africa. And we try as much as we can to find the footprints of God in our history. People like Sonny here, they are building alternative sites of hope away from the despair and the pain and tragedies and wounds of our times. And so we thank you, Sonny, for being God's messenger to us today. And we thank you, brothers and sisters. We ask that you be strong in your faith. You be faithful and fervent in loving your neighbors and loving one another. And be courageous in hope. Find God's purpose for your life. The purpose of God for your life is as close to you as the pulse in your heart. Is your fingerprint. God has a dream for each and every one of us, a plan for each and every one of us. So let us, like Sonny has taught us, let us take care of the earth. Let us take care of one another. Let us take care of this beautiful world that God has given us. Take care of our talents, our families, our church, our world. And until we see you again next week for another interesting episode, may the hand of the Lord be upon you. God bless you and peace upon you and peace upon this earth, our common home. Bye.